In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Americans. Gentlelady from Texas asked, do we want guns in the hands of dangerous people? And the answer to that question is, of course not. But the question, the only question that matters is, who constitutes a dangerous person? Who gets to decide and why? That's the important part here. That's what we're talking about when we talk about due process. We have laws on the books in, I believe, every state in the union, so-called Baker Act provisions, to civilly commit individuals who are a danger to themselves and others. We have such a law in Texas. But we didn't use it, and we didn't use it against a young man who wasn't in school, was harming defenseless animals, was talking about raping women, was clearly not well, and we didn't use it. There are more people killed in the United States by hands and knives than rifles. I don't want a crazy guy in my school with or without the ability to have a weapon. We should actually be serious about committing people who have mental health problems. That would actually solve the problem. Everything we are doing here today is a pretext. It is a pretext for targeting and confiscating and eliminating our ability to have weapons. When people say things, it's a good idea to believe them. President Biden, whether it's a nine millimeter pistol, whether it's a rifle, it's ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. Representative Mondaire Jones, Mondaire Jones, if the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it. We will do whatever it takes. Representative Ocasio-Cortez, ban semi-automatics. House Democrats just yesterday, yesterday tweeted, semi-automatic rifles are weapons of war. Future Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson was applauding New Zealand Prime Minister's commencement speech about New Zealand's banning semi-automatic rifles. Representative Better O'Rourke, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Even Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, the gentlelady from Texas, quote, I held an AR-15 in my hand. I wish I had The gentleman's time has she talks expired. About a 50 caliber bullet. The gentleman's time which has isn't expired. Even true. The gentleman's time this has expired. The gentleman's time has expired. Good job. What I love about Representative Chip Roy, ladies and gentlemen, is that he's there to bring the truth and to represent the good people of Texas, regardless if somebody says the gentleman's time has expired. But what he said was absolutely true. If the Supreme Court filibusters our plans, we will abolish it. We will pack the Supreme Court. He said, no, excuse me. If the Senate um, 
filibusters, our plan will abolish it. If the Supreme Court doesn't rule with us, then we'll pack it. We're coming for your guns. They're weapons of war. You are darn right they are. You are darn right they're weapons of war. And that and the reason why we have them is to be able to protect ourselves from the war that you want to bring upon us. Otherwise, you would have no reason to rid law-abiding citizens of their guns. When a government gets rid of the guns and punishes the law-abiding citizens for the actions of the non-law-abiding citizens, otherwise known as criminals, then the only reason you're doing it is so that you can take away the ability to protect ourselves and our families from a tyrannical government. The only reason the Second Amendment exists to begin with. It's not about dear Bernie Sanders. It is about protecting ourselves from you scumbags. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here live from America. Thank you very much for being here today. I am your ever so humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot from the live free or die granted state of New Hampshire. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this job to come to you every single day. They're not going to win. They never do. They never will because you can't beat God. However, make Joe Biden the biggest gun salesman since Barack Hussein Obama. Both illegitimate. One not born here, which you need to be based on the Constitution to be president. The other one hasn't won an election or kept a clean pair of underwear for an entire day in decades. Buy guns. Buy ammo. And when you're done buying guns and ammo, buy more guns and buy more ammo. I know it's expensive, but sooner or later, you're not going to have the ability to just go buy guns and ammo. And I know a lot of you are sure as heck not just going to give them up. So go buy them, bury them, put them where only you will ever know where they are, and the rest is history. I am so happy that you guys are here with me today. The first thing that I would like to do as we're getting started here now on Live from America is I would ask you to please rumble the video, okay? Yesterday, we had a phenomenal day of rumbles, 1,700 rumbles, but guess what? We usually have about 4,000 people watching, and if we had 4,000 rumbles, we would definitely move right up to second place. But unfortunately, yesterday, we had a lot of people making a lot of videos. Actually, that's a good thing. That means more content creators are going to rumble and becoming rumblers instead of YouTubers, and I love it. But if you could please sign in to rumble real quick, give us that rumble, I would appreciate it. If you're watching on Getter, a quick repost from everybody watching would be wonderful, and I would appreciate it. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Suzanne Vermontes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Suzanne Vermontes, a very loyal live from America family member and is always there when we need her. Happy birthday to you and anybody else who shares a birthday with you today. Happy birthday. I hope it's a great day for each and every one of you. Now, Uh, Going back to Rumble real quick before I give some shout-outs to some donors. If you go back to Rumble real quick, folks, if you go to your Rumble app, you'll notice that Rumble is actually a lot better of an app already than YouTube. Because if you go to your little leaderboard here, you can see the leaderboard. Not only that, but you can also vote, ladies and gentlemen. You can vote on all the videos that pop up. Mine's taking a while to load. But all the daily videos will pop up here, and you can either vote, you can rumble them, or you can say nope. And when you do that, they pick a random, I don't think it's random, I think the more people who engage in voting, you can actually win money from Rumble. You can win just by voting for daily videos. And they just scroll through, and it's usually videos from like Dinesh D'Souza, myself, uh, War Room, and many others who are popular on Rumble right now. 
and you can actually win money up to 50 bucks, 40 bucks, 30 bucks, 20 bucks. The more you're on there, the more you're giving them your viewership on Rumble, the more the, uh, the more money you can win. So it's really awesome. Definitely check it out. And uh, that's, I, that's why I love Rumble so much. They're trying to make it so that we're all engaged into the process. You know what I mean? Let's give some live shout outs right now to some donors who donate on JeremyHarrell.com monthly or just one time. But I'd like to thank Kimberly Holiday, Vicki Woodcock, thank you very much, Sylvia Lebrano, Gina Harris, Gary Ingram, Karen Hamill, Tamara Lehman, Linda Majaya, Linda and Sam, Jeremy Mayer, Jennifer Muron, Muron. Um, by the way, Jeremy Mayer said, thanks for the phone call. I said I would become a monthly donor. You said that's not why you called. I said that's why I'm donating. LOL, love you, bro, from the Mayer family. That's amazing. That's amazing right there. And, and if I can, I do make phone calls to you guys. I can't make a phone call to everybody, but I do try to make phone calls to people um, throughout the month. Jen, uh, Julie Brunswick, John Raish, uh, Raish Christina Mosier, Michelle Aguilard, Francis Evers, Dana and Dawn Holler, Jennifer Welch, Christine Gannon, Amy Allen, and Veronica Brown. Thank you all so very much for giving your hard-earned money to Live from America so that we can maintain everything that we need to to actually continue to have a show. And that's (laughs) pretty much what the morning newsletter is all about, folks, is giving. And I titled this morning's newsletter, Giving is Far More Rewarding Than Receiving. I think you all know that, though. I think most of you understand the feeling that you get by giving something to somebody rather than receiving and how much more incredible it touches the Holy Spirit. Hello and good morning. What a blessing of a day God has given to us. He doesn't have to, but he does. Every single day. It's quite amazing. Want to know what else is amazing? The fact that life from America even exists and continues to succeed with no major social media presence. No Facebook, no Twitter, no YouTube, none of the big ones. It's incredible. How's that happening? Well, because of you giving what you can do, what you can to make sure that life from America stays in your households across America. That's incredible. We all took a leap of faith together, and now... Even though we are only one month ahead in our budget, we continue to remain one month ahead by the grace of God and your continued support. So thank you all, and let's give all glory to God for what he's been able to accomplish. Not only that, we're already approaching the $30,000 this year uh, to helping people out. It's incredible. Verse of the day, 2 Corinthians 9, 11 through 15. 2 Corinthians 9, 11 through 15. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when, you, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift that is too wonderful for words. The gift of giving, ladies and gentlemen, what a great thing it is. Giving always feels so good in your soul. Giving is truly the best gift of all. Because as the above verses say, it is definitely a seed that you spread that ultimately gives glory back to God. Now, as I stated yesterday, the LFA family has already this year raised close to $30,000 for people in need. Everything from getting um, a new set of pearly whites to show off your smile to the world, to fixing automobile issues, paying hindering hospital bills, catching up on mortgage payments to avoid foreclosures, helping with medical bills, and even helping with funeral costs. That is why God has been using all of us, all of you, uh, to create this Life from America family environment. And now we'll ultimately become an entire network of truth, justice, 
gospel, and positivity. Every time you give to us, we give to others, and they give glory to God for their blessings. Thank you, Jesus, for being present in our lives and showing us how to show others the very narrow path to heaven. In your holy name we pray. Amen. And let's all go to the Lord in prayer right now and give him thanks for all the giving that he's done to us through mercy. Through mercy, ladies and gentlemen. Again, he does not have to give this to us. He does not have to give us this show. He does not have to give us life. But he did out of love. It's that incredible. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, I have been praying and praying and praying to God for the first time in my life for enough money in the world to literally help out every single person in the Slurp Fund folder, every person who cries out for help to Live From America, to build Christian academies around the country so the children have a God-centered presence in their town and so much more. And hopefully God will use me in that way because that's all I ever want to do. That's all I ever want to do. Give, give, give. What a beautiful start to today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please lift your cups up. I've got a great show lined up for you today, chock full of news, and I'm going to need every bit of ounce of, of prayers and coffee that I can to get this show going. Here we go. You ready, ladies and gentlemen? LFA TV. Lights, camera, coffee. Here we go. Last night, last night we got a glimpse into what the 2022 midterms will look like, at least in states that have somewhat of a handle and somewhat of control of their elections so that they don't run amok ever again. And we talked about Myra Flores about three weeks ago, if you remember. Okay, she's in that Rio Grande Valley. She's in that southern, uh, very, very, very heavily Hispanic American populated area of the Rio Grande Valley. And three weeks ago, I told you that she was running, going into a special election and that she was going to win. And how do we know that? Well, the same reason that Bannon and anybody else with a brain in their head knows is that the Hispanic Americans of this country have had enough of democratic communist policies. They've had enough of an illegitimate president who has destroyed their communities just like he's destroyed ours, just like he's destroyed the black communities, just like he's destroyed the Asian communities. You want to know why? Because we all live in the United States of America and the communist Democrats known as the illegitimate corn pop himself, resident Biden, and everybody else who's puppeting this dementia-ridden moron, they all want to destroy America and everybody in it. They want to destroy our diversity by claiming that they're diverse. They want to uh, destroy our southern border by claiming that they've actually got it under control. They want to destroy our dollar because they actually claim that we have a very strong dollar. They want to destroy they want to destroy the stock market and they're claiming that they have the best stock market of all time. These people are just straight out liars and losers. And last night, Myra uh, Myra Flores showed them exactly what is coming in the midterms of 2022. And I'll tell you what it is. It's a big, massive red wave because she won last night. And that is a bad omen for radical Democrats. It wasn't a primary, folks. It was an actual special election of a Republican versus a Democrat. And not only that, she flipped the seat from blue to red. This is an incredible story. Let's get into it. Republican Myra Flores wins big in Texas's 34th congressional district special election, defeating her challenger by 7% in a seat won by Democrats by 13% in 2020. That is a 20% swing, folks. A 20% swing. 13% win by Democrats in 2020 to a 7% win for a Republican in 2022 special election. 
Folks, let me just tell you that again. If you have, if you have a switch of a blue seat that won just two years ago by 13%, and now a red, a red seat just won for the first time in I don't know how long, and they won by 7%, and there's a 20% swing, that's not only indicative of that area. That's pretty much a pretell of what is about to happen. That is a, that is a look forward about what's ready to happen in this country nationwide. It isn't only the Rio Grande Valley that feels this way. And it isn't only Hispanic Americans in the Rio Grande Valley that feel this way. There are Hispanic Americans, black Americans, white Americans, yellow Americans, blue Americans, green Americans. Hell, there's probably illegal aliens who don't want to vote for Joe Biden. And I, like I said, that is a pretell of what's ready to happen, what's going to happen in this country, especially with states who've got it under control. Let's get into the story, folks. Republicans spent big to sweep a special election in Texas 34th Congressional District, which Joe Biden won by 13 points and just uh, 13% points uh, two years ago. A GOP win could mean a massive red wave is on the horizon. Oh, it is. The only problem left is what red wave is it going to be? Is it going to be a Mitch McConnell red wave or is it going to be a President Trump red wave? I seem to think it's the latter. The seat ranges from east of San Antonio down to Brownsville, largely along the Gulf Coast before reaching the U.S.-Mexico border. Democrat Representative Philemon Vela resigned earlier this year and the Republicans fought to take the seat, although it will be gone this fall due to redistricting. That's okay. That is okay. Because what this did, even though it's a temporary seat for just a few months, it let us know what's really going on. And it's going to propel Maya Flores to the top of the red wave in this country. According to the Associated Press, as of 9.49 p.m. last night, Central, with 74.6% reporting, Republican Maya Flores won 14,780 votes, 51% of the vote. And Democrat Dan Sanchez got 43.3% of the vote with 12,560 votes. Since Flores won 51%, there will be no runoff. It is over with, folks. She won. Head up, straight up with a Democrat who owned the seat. I mean, as far as party lines, the party owned the seat, and she flipped it big. Maya Flores is the unofficial winner as uh, the United States representative for the District uh, 34. Flores defeated Sanchez, um, Juana Cantu Cabrera, and Rene Coronado receiving, like I said, 14,780 votes. Flores will assume former Representative Philemon Vela's seat and will be holding the position until January of 2023. The Mexican native graduated in 2014 as a respiratory care practitioner with the support of her family. And she is now, ladies and gentlemen, making big waves in Texas and around the world. So I think that we can go ahead and give a round of applause, a round of applause to, uh, to Myra Flores and to, uh, to, the, to the Rio Grande Valley Republicans for finally, finally flipping that seat. So let's celebrate some good times, shall we? We got to celebrate here on Live from America when we have some big wins. Share the video, folks. Get it out there to your friends and family. Share it in your messengers because uh, your messenger apps because that's how we get it out wide, far, and fast. All right, moving on. Anybody here like fried rice? If you like fried rice, please let me know in the comments. I love fried rice. I love fried rice. Probably a little bit too much in my life, as you can tell now that I'm having to lose so much weight. But I love fried rice. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about some fried rice right now because last night there was some rice frying in South Carolina. Trump-endorsed Russell Fry has defeated pro-impeachment rhino moron Tom Rice in South Carolina's primary last night. Whoa, Russell fried some Tom Rice last night. I love some fried rice. Let's talk about it. Let's get into the story. Fry defeated Rice with 51% of the vote and will not face a runoff for that Republican seat. Woo! You got to love it, ladies and gentlemen. Russell Fry trounced, stomped old Tom Rice, winning 43,324 votes, which is 51%. And Tom Rice came in second with a measly 
25% of the vote, 20,866, about 40% of the vote that Russell Fry got. So I think we are frying some rice in South Carolina. Back in March, Russell Fry spoke at a Save America rally and denounced Representative Tom Rice for voting to impeach Donald J. Trump. Fry also urged Trump to consider running for president in 2024. I don't think you've got to, uh, I don't think you've got to push him too much or nudge him too much in that direction. I think he's heading there anyway. But anyway, um, Russell Fry explained to the crowd what a true rhino looks like. This is him. I am, uh, I am quoting him word for word. For years, he talked conservative at home, but as soon as he got back to Washington and crawled in with the swamp, he sided with Nancy Pelosi. That's what Fry said. And Fry cooked that rice last night with 51 to 25% of the vote. You know what that is? That's a message, and it's a walloping. Do you guys remember that word, a walloping? You remember when you get walloped back in the day? If, if, if another adult brought you home holding your arm saying, hey, your kid broke my window, guess what you would get? You would get walloped. I'd get the belt. I don't know about you guys. I don't think they do that anymore. I'd never hit my kids with a belt like I got. But you know what? Getting hit with a belt, I think, built some character. And you know what else builds character? Being poor. You know what else builds character? Food stamps. You know what else builds character? Having to pick up cans on the side of the road that had a five or a 10 cent uh, redemption price to them so you could take them to the bottle center so you could have enough money to eat that night. That builds character. And I'm so glad that's the life that I came from because it's not ever going to be a problem to be poor in this country. As long as we've got God and each other, we're all golden, baby. And last night, there was a walloping. There was a belt beating last night that may build some character for old Tom Rice, although I doubt it. I don't think rhinos have the ability to have much character. Either way, two good stories to start off the day. Let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. President Trump, speaking of endorsements, has endorsed Arizona Attorney General candidate Abe Hamada who will crack down on election crimes and the invasion of Arizona's southern border. Now, I'm going to admit, I do not know much about Abe. I don't. But I am going to do my research, and I am going to get in there, because even Carrie Lake uh, likes old Abe Hamada. So let's talk about it as a replacement for Michelangelo Brnovich. President Trump issued yet another endorsement in the red state of Arizona, a, a key swing state where the 2020 election was proven in multiple ways to be rigged and stolen from President Donald J. Trump, who had a birthday yesterday. Massive evidence of multifaceted election fraud was discovered by numerous audits. I don't want to hear the mainstream, lamestream fake news media say it was debunked because there was recounts. Yeah, you can recount a stolen bag of money a thousand times and it still says it's a stolen bag of money. The current weak attorney general, has done almost nothing to hold these criminals accountable and deter these crimes into the next election. Rhino, Arizona Attorney General Mark Alangelo Brnovich received all of this damning evidence, still did nothing about it until after True the Vote and Dinesh D'Souza released their bombshell 2,000 mules, which Bill Barr says has been debunked, exposing nationwide election fraud. Still, he did nothing significant. President Trump's recent endorsement of his opponent for Arizona Senate, uh, Blake Masters, after seeing what a weak loser Mark Burnovich really is, Mark Burnovich is such a disappointment to me, and that is a quote from Donald J. Trump. Now, the cover-up and the fraud, there's no question happened in Arizona. There's no question that Maricopa County deleted evidence. There's no question that there was massive ballot harvesting in Arizona. No question whatsoever. And Michelangelo, like I said, does nothing. So, President Trump's latest endorsement of Arizona Arizona Attorney General candidate Abraham Hamada will not disappoint the people of Arizona like Mark Burnovich. He is the only candidate tough enough on criminals to work with Trump-endorsed gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake and Trump-endorsed candidate for Secretary of State taking Katie Habit's job, Mark Fincham, to secure our southern border in Arizona elections. Unlike Rhino Mark Burnovich, Abe will prosecute all who commit election fraud. Let me just tell you something right now. If this guy Abe is on the up and up, which I believe he is, 
because yesterday he tweeted out, or he, excuse me, he truthed out, thank you, at real Donald Trump. On his own birthday, he gives me the greatest gift. We'll make Arizona safe, secure, and free again. Thank you, President Trump, number 45 and number 47. So if this guy is who he says he is, again, I don't know him. Hopefully we'll get him on the show to talk about him and ask him that one question that we vet everybody when we bring him on to find out if they're a rhino or not. If he is who he claims to be, then think about this trio right here, the dream team, Carrie Lake as your governor, Mark Fincham as your secretary of state, and if he is who he says he is, Abraham Hamada as your attorney general. Folks, Arizona may become a better state to live in than Florida. Now, I'm not trying to say Florida's bad. I'm just trying to have a little bit of friendly competition here like we do on Rumble. Friendly competition begets amazingness. And that's that America first approach. So I love it. I'm all for it. I'm going to look more into this guy. I'm going to try to get reach out and have him on the show. And like I said, if he is who he says he is, you're going to have a trio you're gonna have the uh, you're gonna have the three musketeers over there in Arizona, and you go and you guys are gonna do a great job. Um, if you if you look on, let's see, there's a couple stories here that that are covering this. I think the Gateway Pundit probably has the best uh, about this, but it actually has a "Why I'm Running" section from uh, from Abe Hamada. So why don't you guys check that out? And uh, if it's something that you guys want to become more familiar with, then reach out to him and let him to come uh, have him come on the show. Be more discreet when you ask that question. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, it's a good. <laughs> you mean try to try to bait them into seeing if they tell the truth or a lie? I got you. I got you. But you know me, I am Mr. Non-Discreet. I come right out in the open with it. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, like I said, Arizona looks like to be in some good shape. And, and the people of Arizona seem like they want Mark Fincham, seem like they want Kerry Lake. I don't think there is there anybody out there that's going to beat Kerry Lake. Not a Democrat, not a Republican, nobody. She's too strong. She's too strong. All right, here we go, folks. Uh, before we move on, I do want to um, highlight and mention our sponsor here on Live from America, which is Rise TV. Rise TV, folks, I've talked about them many, many times. And in the future, you may see their first live programming, BLFA TV on Rise TV. We're working out some deals with them, but the long story short, even if we're not, this is something that you guys should add to your streaming platform, your streaming, uh, your your streaming uh, network in your home. Because uh, I know so many people have gotten rid of Disney Plus. I know so many people have gotten away from Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff. Because everything's woke. Everything is pride flags and woke. Guess what? I'm on their website right now. I'll prove it to you. I'll refresh it right now. There we go. I don't see a pride flag anywhere. I don't see anything woke at all. As a matter of fact, I see things that are non-woke. Let's get ready to ration, okay? Uh, Top guns, top secrets, China versus deep state. Uh, It just, it keeps going, folks. There's tons of stuff. Stuff about George Soros, NWO fail, guns war, psyops, smoking guns. There's, uh, There's podcasts, whole bunch of stuff, comedy. But just check it out. It's $9.99 a month. And you'll feel like an actual American again watching TV. See, Doreen Davis says, I am on, I'm on the rise. Julie Sims says, when are you starting your campaign? We'll talk about that uh, privately. Uh, we've already started. We're just waiting for the material to be printed, okay? And uh, meeting with people behind the scenes, talking with other people running. And uh, I'll let you know when we're in full force. Thank you very much for helping. But it seems like there's a lot of people who've signed up for Rise TV and, uh, you won't be disappointed. I can promise you that. All right, folks, let me grab some more coffee here so we can move on. Amanda Collins says Rise TV is amazing. See, take it from your fellow LFA family members who have it. It's amazing. Uh, Lucille says, I'm so proud of your success. Well, you know what? Instead of, instead of um, thinking about all the success that I'm having, let's just give it all to God and say, hey, God, thank you for giving us some hope. Because life from America means the same thing to me as it does to all of you guys. I'm not going to lie. Every day I wake up, I thank God for the, for the opportunity to have life from America. I, feel, I, think I, I think you and I say the same prayers about this show. The show is God's. We're just all part of the show. So it's truly incredible. Thank you very much. Here we go. Last night, the House passed a bill to expand security protection for Supreme Court justices and their families. Hey, it's about time. It's about time. 
It shouldn't even have been something that 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 took some deliberation. It shouldn't even been shouldn't even have been something that had any discussion whatsoever. But of course, it took some pressure on Nancy Pelosi to even get this done. And she knew she was like a rat backed in a corner like she is most of her life now. And she had no choice, just like she'll be a rat backed in a corner and she'll have no choice when the truth about January 6th comes out. But I digress. Long story short, the good news is, is they voted to pass the bill to give Supreme Court justices and their families more protection. And you would think that that would be a given when we've had a Supreme Court justice's life um, really at risk this last week when there was an attempted murder on Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Um, But here's the bad part about this, folks. Here's the scary part, is there were 27 Democrats who voted no. That means there were 27 Democrats who were not afraid to get on record to say, no, I don't believe they should have any more security. That means that at least 27 Democrats were not afraid to be on the record saying that they actually wished that Brett Kavanaugh would have gotten murdered so they could throw another Democrat, liberal, communist, Marxist on the bench. The bill, Supreme Court Police Party uh, Parity Act, Passed the House by a 396 to 27 margin. 205 Republicans voted in favor of the bill, while three did not vote. Meanwhile, 191 Democrats voted in favor, two did not vote, while 27 voted no to the legislation to provide protection to SCOTUS justices and their family members. I'm going to read to you right now the 27 Democrats who voted no to protect our Supreme Court justices, which is really a vote of yes to wanting them murdered, if you ask me. That's my opinion. Anybody's got fast fingers, get ready to type. If not, we'll make a short clip out of this video. Here are the 27 House Democrats who do not want our Supreme Court justices and their families kept safe from left-wing purple-haired street freak radicals in the streets attempting to murder them. From Ohio, Joyce Beatty. From New York, Jamal uh, Bowman. From Missouri, big surprise here, Corey Bush. From Texas, Veronica Escobar. New York, Adriano Espelet. Illinois, Jesus Garcia. Texas, Sylvia Garcia. New Jersey, Josh Gottheimer. Arizona, Raul Grijalva, Raul Grijalva, Nevada, Stephen Horsford, Washington, Pramila Jayapel, Michigan, Brenda Lawrence, California, Barbara Lee, New Jersey, Tom Malinowski, Illinois, Marie Newman. And when we make this a short clip, we will put up the pictures of these people. Uh, New York, here's another one, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You notice that it's the squad. New Jersey, Bill Pasquale. New Jersey, Donald Payne. Colorado, Ed Perlmutter. Mass, Ayanna uh, Presley. New Jersey, Mike Sherrill. New Jersey, Albio Cirrus. Michigan, Rashida Talib. California, Norma Torres. New York, Nada Velasquez, California, James Brown, I mean, (laughs) Maxine Waters, because I got high, and New Jersey, Bonnie Watson Coleman. Those are your 27 Democrats who voted for our justices to be at risk to be murdered. The bill now heads to Joe Biden to be signed into law. Supreme Court Police Parity Act of 2022 was introduced by another rhino, John Cornyn in Texas, and passed the Senate last month. The bill offers round-the-clock security protection for the family members of Supreme Court justices and any officer of the bench if the court-martial deems it necessary. Protections similar to those some um, executive and congressional officials, The Hill reported. Some personalities went on Twitter to vent out their frustrations against the Democrats who opposed the bill. Nick Adams said 27 Democrats voted against protecting the Supreme Court justices. Wow, sickening. To be clear, a conservative Supreme Court justice was nearly assassinated at his home a week ago. Didn't make the front page of the New York Times. 
None of the Sunday shows covered it except Fox News, and the President of the United States still has not denounced it. Laura Ingram says CNN just mentioned that the Supreme Court security funded passed the Senate after a man had made threats against Brett Kavanaugh. It was a plot to murder him. Again, I, I dare you. Go ask anybody you know if they know about this attempted uh, uh, murder on our Supreme Court justice. 80% of the people that you ask will not know what you're talking about. They won't know. And that is, is, is a shame. And, and, and shame on these networks. Wonder why we have a flag by our name. Wonder why we have a flag by our name, Debbie says. I'm not sure what that means. Anyway, moving on. We're going to go, uh, we're going to go talk. <laughs> this, this blew my mind. This blew my mind. Are you ready for this? Some of these stories, just, I, I look at them and I'm like, what? And this was one of those stories. Just when you thought that the worthless World Health Organization, a.k.a. the WHO, WHO, couldn't get any more irrelevant, couldn't get any more worthless, well, ladies and gentlemen, they do not surprise. They've decided to go even more woke than they already are and join in on the virtue signaling because they want to rename monkeypox. And the reason they want to rename monkeypox is to avoid being racist and discriminatory. All right, uh, where do we start unpacking this? Okay, here we go. The, vi- the mere fact that you want to change the name of the monkeypox virus because you want to avoid being racist and discriminatory makes you racist and discriminatory. Not one time as a white male have I heard the word monkeypox and thought of a black person. Not one time. The fact that the WHO, as a World Health Organization that everybody looks up to, but is really just irrelevant, the fact that they even had to come out with a statement that said this shows that they are racist and discriminant. Why, how, why else would you do this? Are you saying that only black people get monkeypox, so we can't call it monkeypox? Are you saying that you plan on unleashing monkeypox on the black community so that we cannot call it monkeypox? None of it makes any sense to me. Where in the world would anybody think that you're talking about a black person when you're talking about monkeypox? Amanda Collins says they must be afraid of offending a monkey, a real monkey. (laughs) Ah, here we go. The who goes woke with an effort to rename the monkeypox virus to avoid being racist and discriminatory. Tedros, whatever his name is, the guy that runs it, that moron there that I can't stand looking at, of the WHO announced yesterday that the organization was working with partners and experts from around the world on changing the name of monkeypox. (laughs) I'm speechless. I am absolutely speechless. And for me to say I'm speechless... That must mean something. That must mean something. Because you're working with experts around the world to find out a name for this. If you want to change the name because you're racist and you're discriminant, then just change the darn name. Why do you need to work with experts around the world using taxpayer money from all of these countries to work with experts around the world to come up with a new name? Look, I'm pretty sure as long as you're not getting, uh, you know, uh, Back there, sex in the rear end. Look, long story short, if you're, if, if, if you're not having immoral sex through the wrong door, I'm pretty sure you're okay. I think that's about the nicest way to say it. If you're not having immoral sex through the wrong door, you don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm pretty sure you're not going to get it. Black, white, green, or brown. It doesn't matter. Pretty sure you're okay. So just go, go out there and have gay sex and you should be all right. Working with experts around the world. How stupid. How stupid. Thank you, Patriot Donnie, for the $100 donation. And thank you, Jen Brown, also for the $50 donation here on Rumble. It really helps. And uh, it also keeps our uh, producer employed. Naming the disease should be done with the aim to minimize the negative impact and avoid causing offense to any culture, social, national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups, according to one WHO representative who spoke to Bloomberg. Well, how are you going to do that when every country has different values, different traditions, different pasts? Makes no sense. 
Anyway, virtue signaling by the WHO if they could, as if they couldn't become more irrelevant. Don't want to call the monkeypox monkeypox anymore. It might offend black people. What are you saying? What are you saying? You racist bunch of losers. I don't even, you know what I'm, you know what we're going to do? I think that deserves it. You guys already know what it is. You can post it in the comment section because you can be, you can get ahead of me and know what we're going to give them, but they deserve it. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to Pedro. I can't pronounce his last name, but I bet it's not monkeypox. From the WHO, and it's going in the dumb, uh, the swamp donkey bucket because that's what they are. They're just a bunch of swamp donkey virtue signaling morons. Don't want to call it monkeypox, but guess what? We also don't know what to rename it, so we've got to pay experts around the world and have roundtable discussions on how to not be racist about monkeypox. <laughs> call it crackerpox. <laughs> w. Wilson says just call it crackerpox and you should be good. Hey, I wouldn't be offended about that. I wouldn't be offended about that, but, but look, folks, seriously and all, and all honestly, don't call me a cracker. Have some respect. At least be politically correct and call me a saltine American, because that's what I prefer. That's the pronoun that I prefer. I'm a saltine American, not a cracker. Cracker pox. <laughs> don't have gay sex and you won't get cracker pox. I don't know what else to say. Anyway, moving right along, if you... Uh, <laughs> Democrat communist policies in America are not only unpopular with actual Democrats who voted for these policies in blue states, but they're also unpopular with corporations who are losing massive amounts of money in blue states because of stupid climate change blue policies and other policies that really just tax these businesses right out of existence. So what do they do? They do the same exact thing as the blue citizens who voted for these blue policies but can't take it anymore. They're running to red states like Florida, like Texas. And unfortunately for my home state, which I was born and grew up in, the state of Illinois has allowed blue politicians, communist Marxist Democrats, to destroy their state decade after decade after decade, and now another big blow to the state of Illinois, as one of their largest companies is headed for Texas. Caterpillar is moving its headquarters from Chicago to Texas. It is the latest big company moving its headquarters from crime-ridden Chicago to greener pastures in Texas. The company has had some of their operations in Texas for many years, but now it will become the base and the headquarters for Caterpillar as they bid Illinois a sayonara. Um, And it's Illinois' loss and Texas's gain, really. It's Illinois' loss and Texas's gain. Don't worry, there's a massive amount of companies leaving California now as well. Blue states are running out of these geese that lay golden eggs. Where are they going to get their money from? Where are they going to get their money from if nobody's working and they're running out all the businesses? I don't blame them for leaving. Anyway, they said Tuesday, Caterpillar said Tuesday, it will move its global headquarters from Illinois to an existing divisional office in Irving, Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, in another blow to a metropolitan Chicago city, which last month lost the Boeing uh, company's headquarters as well. Two months, they lose Boeing, And they lose Caterpillar. The move is, quote, in the best strategic interest of the company. CEO Jim Umpleby, 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 U-M-P-L-E-B-Y, Umpleby. What a weird word. It it sounds like that should be, uh, uh, what's the eunuch? Uh, (laughs) what's the, uh, Humpty Dumpty's name on CNN? Brian Stelter. That sounds like that should be his last name. It should be Brian Umpleby. But anyway, he said in a statement, uh, that it's in the best strategic interest for the company. Even with the move, Illinois has the largest concentration of cap of caterpillar cat, um, 0.09% employees anywhere in the world. The company said the headquarters was historically in downstate Peoria, Illinois, before a move to Chicago suburb in Deerfield, uh, in the, of Deerfield in 2017. Caterpillar said it would begin the relocation this year without providing further details. So once again, these blue states have literally taxed and drove and ran people out of their country, out of their uh, out of their states because of their Democrat communist policies. So if you live in the state of Illinois. 
bid a goodbye to Caterpillar as they are moving to the great state of Texas. Why? Because you people in Illinois keep voting in stupidity. Same goes for California. Same goes for New York. Now, I know outside of the city regions, it's all red. I get it. I get it. But if the entire state is all red outside of these city regions, and I think maybe the red needs to uh, push in on the city and metropolitan regions and clean house. I'm just saying. This should be a wake-up call for Illinois. Stuck on stupid, Debbie said. Amen. Stuck on stupid. Just basically suicide. It's just suicide for your, for your state to run Democratic policies. And everybody knows it. It's not a secret. All right. Moving on, we've got, uh, we've got to talk about some what the Republicans are actually doing that's worth anything. Although they still don't get the job done the way Donald Trump would. But, nevertheless, Republicans have finally crafted a plan to balance the United States budget in seven years. Now, while this is a great effort, and while I'll applaud any kind of, uh, of, of, um, any kind of common sense economic strategies to get this country back on the right track, I'll applaud it. The problem is, is why would it take seven years? Because I could balance this budget in the United States in half the time. You give me three years, and I had balanced the budget in this country. Heck, I could probably do it in one year. And you want to know how? It's very simple. Ready? I'm not an economist, okay? I did not go get a degree in some major uh, Ivory League college in order to understand basic economics. But here's how I do it. You ready? Here we go. America first policies only. I do not care about the rest of the world's economic uh, problems or what they're trying to achieve. I just do not care. And in the only way I do care about that is what we're getting for what we're giving. That is it. America first. Now, a lot of people would say, well, that's not very Christian of you. Well, I don't, I, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? America first. God created nations for a reason. How many times do you hear the word nations in the Bible? which would imply that God built this world to have borders, to have nations. So we have nations, and we need to secure our nations. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to balance a budget. It doesn't. You spend less than you bring in. Boom. Done. Stop sending $40 billion to Ukraine. Stop passing trillion-dollar stimulus bills and COVID bills with no backing whatsoever. It's very simple. I'd balance that budget in three years. Tops. Seven years. Makes me sick just thinking about it, but I will applaud the Republicans for saying they have a a seven-year balanced budget plan. House Republican Study Committee believes that its new budget proposal can balance the federal budget in seven years, in part by wiping out funding for programs near and dear to liberals' hearts, such as the National Endowment for Arts. The RSC budget includes a $16.6 trillion uh, in savings over a 10-year period. The committee, the ideas arm for the House GOP, finds taxpayer savings in part by eliminating the NEA and the National Endowment for the uh, Humanities, eliminating subsidies for the John F. Kennedy Center of Arts, the National Labor Relations Board reducing funding for the Environmental Protection Agency and prohibiting taxpayer funding for Obama-era schooled lunch standards. Here's another thing. Get rid of the education, uh, the Department of Education altogether. We don't need a federal Department of Education, period. Doesn't need to happen. We can handle that on a state-by-state level. We do it anyway. Get rid of the Department of Education. Here's another one. Get rid of the IRS. Not needed. You don't need the IRS. The IRS is an overbloated division of the federal government anyway, and they're far, far more intrusive than almost any other division of the federal government in this country, and they do not need to be, and by the Constitution, they should not have that much power. Get rid of them. Get rid of the EPA, too. Get rid of all that crap. It's not needed. States can enact laws based on what they want. States can run their own education. We don't need the federal government to do really anything but keep us safe from foreign enemies. That's about it. That's pretty much about it. Keep us safe from foreign enemies. What other reason is the federal government needed for? Please tell me. Please tell me. What do you actually need the federal government for? Get rid of all of it. 
It's so unneeded. There's so much, there is so much money, so many trillions of dollars being spent on things we don't need. What do you do at home when you're facing a Biden recession? You tighten things up a little bit, don't you? You stop paying for things you don't need, don't you? That's what we do at my home. As a matter of fact, we went through a list last night based on our latest grocery bill. Look, my wife went to the store the other day. She got a gallon of regular milk, a gallon of almond milk because we have lactose intolerant people in our family, and a tomato, 12 bucks. 12 bucks for two gallons of milk and a tomato. One tomato, 12 bucks. When, she, when I got home from work the other night and she showed me that she paid $12 for two gallons of milk and a tomato, we said, okay, we got we to gotta, we gotta stop. We got to uh, we got to find out where we're spending money and we don't need, and we got to stop doing it. We don't need to pay taxes. Doreen says, "I agree, a hundred percent." The federal government is why our country is in this state that we're in anyway, and we and we continue to give them the power to do it. I don't understand. What's the definition of insanity? But anyway, they do have a budget. They do have a plan to, to balance the budget, and I'm okay with a plan. I'm okay with a plan. But here's what I would say. Fast track that plan. Do it in half that time. What does Donald Trump say? Under budget and ahead of schedule. Do it under budget and ahead of schedule. And stop telling us what you're going to do and just do it. Shut up. We're, tick- we're sick of this. We want more action, less talk. Amen? All right, a couple more stories here, folks, and then we'll wrap up the show. If you live in, uh, if you live in New York, your unelected nut job of a governor, Kathy Hochul, has now created an abortion sanctuary state in preparation for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. I'm not lying. Here we go. New York Democratic governor, unelected Kathy Hochul, signed six bills into law Monday aimed at protecting abortion in her state, baby killing, basically, in anticipation, in anticipation of the Supreme Court's possible overturn of the landmark abortion precedent set in Roe v. Wade. One law, Freedom from Interference with Reproductive Health Care Access, will protect people seeking an abortion or sex change treatments in the state. And guess what? I guarantee you that taxpayer dollars will pay for a lot of it. Today, New York is one step closer to becoming a true sanctuary state for those seeking to kill babies under any circumstance. While other states are looking to criminalize killing babies, as they should, and gender affirming, which they should. New York continues to reaffirm its commitment to reproductive justice and serve as a model for the rest of our nation. Another law signed Monday prohibits insurance companies from bringing medical malpractice lawsuits against baby-killing providers solely on the basis that the health care provider performs an abortion or provides reproductive health care that is legal in the state of New York on someone who is from out of the state. In a statement, Holchel said, today we are taking action to protect our service providers. You mean your baby killers. Why don't you just call it what it is? Stop saying service providers. Call them baby killers. I guarantee you it wouldn't be such of a puff piece if you did. From the retaliatory actions of anti-abortion states and ensure that New York will always be a safe harbor for those seeking to kill babies and mutilate themselves to become a different sex. I'm using my own words, by the way, paraphrasing. New York has always been a beacon for those yearning to be free. And I want the world to hear loud and clear. That will not change. Well, that may not change, but everybody's sex will. (laughs) Everybody that's a man will be a woman, and everybody that's a woman will be a man. They won't call themselves those genders. They'll call themselves X, Y, and Z. And they'll live in some basic woke-topia that destroys their state, just like Illinois is being destroyed economically. When are the people of the world going to realize Facts and feelings don't pay your bills. Being nice does not pay your bills. It doesn't do anything for you. Being offended also doesn't do anything to or for you. It's just a feeling. Anyway, we're going to move on real quick to uh, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he's following the footsteps of Stephen K. Bannon and Peter Navarro and other people reaching out um, to touch somebody and going on offense. For the people that think that they can hold them down and keep their boot on their neck. And who am I talking about? Well, Smartmatic. Rudy Giuliani has now filed a counter lawsuit to ward off the $2.7 billion lawsuit from Smartmatic. Giuliani, a one-time personal lawyer for President Donald J. Trump and the former mayor of New York City, is suing Smartmatic, a voting machine company, already suing Rudy Giuliani and Fox News and others for what they call false claims about interference in the 2020 presidential election. But Giuliani filed his own countersuit Monday evening, 
Smartmatic's litigation tactics, including its facially implausible damages claims, are naked attempts to attack a well-known public figure, said Giuliani to Reuters. Fox News's uh, Maria Bartiromo and former host Lou Dobbs have also filed their own countersuits against Smartmatic. So this is what I like seeing, folks. Patriots standing up, using their resources to hire attorneys who are going to go after these people. Now you watch what's going to happen. The Democrats are going to create laws and go after these attorneys for these attorneys actually taking money and being hired by Rudy Giuliani, Maria Bartiromo, Lou Dobbs, and others because they know they can't win an actual court case, so they're going to demonize docs and destroy their attorneys. That's what's going to happen. But having said that, I want to give Rudy Giuliani what he deserves for what he's done for our country, and that's the Smarty Award. Rudy Giuliani. Look, if it wasn't for Rudy Giuliani... All these states would not have done all these forensic audits. All these states would not have looked back at what happened in 2020 and tried to do something about it. If it wasn't for Rudy Giuliani out there going from state to state, you wouldn't see 60 election security laws already put into place in these swing states. Now, I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all. I'm not saying it's going to fix everything, but I am telling you that if it wasn't for Rudy Giuliani, we would not be where we are with fighting back today. So shout out to you, sir. You. Get the Smarty Award of the day here on Live from America. And to end the show, folks, we're going to end it with a bang. And the reason why it's a bang, well, I'll explain that in a minute. But here we go. Elon Musk, who had his first meeting with Twitter executives and employees yesterday and put them on notice by letting them know how you guys have been literally been biased, politically biased to half the country. And it's not going to happen under my watch. And that's why Twitter execs and employees are all having a hard time today, probably not coming to work, sitting at home, cutting their wrists, screaming to the sky with their pink hats on. But anyway, that's not the story. Here's the story. Elon Musk voted yesterday Republican for the first time in his life. We, talk, we started the show talking about a red wave. We're going to end the show talking about a red wave. Why is this so important? Why is Elon Musk voting for a Republican for the first time in his life so important? Because if Elon Musk voted Republican for the first time in his life, that must mean something major happened to get him from voting Democrat to voting Republican. And guess who he voted for? Maya Flores. That was his first vote for a Republican. He helped her win yesterday. That's what's great about what this red wave that's happening. But here's what's even greater about it is Elon Musk's influence over millions and millions of younger generation kids and people in their early 20s to mid 20s you have no idea how much young people love elon musk now you and i know the truth about elon musk we know all of his things that he does and he's not really that kind of a guy to be praised like that but these younger generation kids these youtubers my kids they love elon musk they think he is tony stark for whatever reason So you don't have to trust him. You don't have to like him. You don't have to even agree with him. But the fact that he posted out that he voted for a Republican for the first time in his life last night will make millions of kids go, well, I want to do that too. That's what's important. That's why this is a big deal. So you can sit and say you don't trust him all you want. Nobody cares. I don't care. And they don't care if I don't trust him because I don't. But the fact that he's got that much influence over a younger generation is massively huge. And you just turned a red wave into a red tsunami with that post. But that's not all. He also said that he wants Ron DeSantis to run for president in 2024. Predicted a big red wave is coming in 2022 and said that he would happily vote for Ron DeSantis in 2024. Now, I want President Trump to be president in 2024. I want him to be president still right now. But I don't think that Ron DeSantis should run in 2024. And if he does run, it should be with President Trump to get a little bit of uh, to get his hands dirty a little bit and then run for president. I would love to see 12 years with Ron DeSantis in the uh, in in Washington, D.C. Long story short, he holds a lot of influence over the younger generation. He wants DeSantis to run for president. He said he'd vote for DeSantis and he voted for his first time in his life for Maya Flores yesterday. That, ladies and gentlemen, spells a massive massive defeat and a massive blow towards the people across the aisle in the communist party. Amen. What a great way to end the show folks, huh? 
with some positivity. We started with some positivity. Everybody wanted some good news. We got some good news today. And also, folks, it is Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Make sure you use promo code LFA when you're getting these BOGO deals. Look at all the buy one, get one freeze. Bed sheets. Uh, Giza Elegance pillows. Travel pillows. uh, Towels. And, ladies and gentlemen, look at all the massive sales going on right now. Use promo code LFA. As a matter of fact, just go to MyPillow.com slash LFA. And everything you order will already give you the discount. And, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget about our flag t-shirts. I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, on a t-shirt in the shape of a flag. How can you go wrong? Big shout-out to RMA Apparel for everything that they've done for us. Love you, Holly. Love the whole family. And thank you very much for helping. Remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face. Your family's close, and keep spreading that gospel. God bless each and every one of you. See you later. Peace. Stop screaming that we first in America